What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 46 of My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. And before we jump into today's conversation with Rainy D. Sierra, there's a couple things that we need to go over first. Number one, if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews we get, the more likely that the podcast apps are going to look positively upon this podcast, have it picked up in the algorithms, and help new people find this show. And it really helps to grow the community that we're developing here. And if you're one of those people that have recently found the podcast, welcome. I'm very excited to have you here. Make sure you subscribe, stay tuned for future episodes. And to everybody listening, make sure you screenshot this, post it to your Instagram story, tag at my social pod, and I'll feature you on the account and send you a message as well. Now, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Rainy DeCiervo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. Today, we're joined by Rainy DeCiervo. And Rainy is the community relations lead for Grove Made, and she runs their Instagram, which is a very, very clean aesthetic. And I'm very excited to have her here today to learn about how she started working for Grove Made, what goes into putting that Instagram together, and a couple different trends in the social media space. Rainy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. So I want to start, I want to go to what Grove Made is, just for anybody that doesn't know what that company does. Yeah, so we're a product, uh, we're a design and manufacturing company in Portland, Oregon. Um, we're pretty small. We're, I think right now, about 15 people. We do uh, most everything in-house. So that includes uh, design, photography, marketing, and manufacturing in-house in our one little warehouse in Portland, Oregon. That's awesome. And I've like seen the, the products at Grove Bade kind of described as very minimal. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So like with that in mind, I feel like minimalism is like a super hot topic right now. So is that something that you're kind of interested in or anybody in the company's into? Um, somewhat. I mean, we don't really describe ourselves. Well, yeah, it kind of comes out that we are a minimalist sort of company, but that's not exactly like strictly our aesthetic. Okay. That's fair. Um, but I kind of want to take things back a little bit. And you went to school at Oregon, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. University of Oregon. So what did you study when you went to school? Uh, I double majored in linguistics and Spanish. Okay. So so, took a leap from there. Yeah. So I'm assuming then there wasn't much like social media stuff that you did at school back then, right? Not really. I don't even think I had an Instagram account back then. It was just, yeah. So like when you were going to school, what were kind of like your, like almost like your career aspirations at the time? I was thinking I wanted to go into like lean into linguistics and be a speech language pathologist. Um, but that didn't really work out. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but so I was going to ask, like, with with that in mind, like, do you think that school is worth it when it comes to social media? I, obviously, school is worth it when it comes to certain things. But in like the world of social, do you think it's necessary? I really don't. I think it's um, social media is a world made up of a lot of really scrappy people and people who don't really need. It, it would be weird to have a formal education around you know, influencers and social media marketing and all of this thing. I think it's just, it's also something that changes so quickly that to have a curriculum based around social media would just be sort of uh, obsolete by the time it hit the classrooms. Um, But yeah, it's a lot of just like things that you pick up along the way. I think you hit it right on the head there when you said that it changes so quickly. Like it just takes Instagram to update their algorithm one time and then your entire curriculum is screwed. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I wanted to ask like, what did you do between your time then at school and Grove made? Like how did you kind of get into the social media world? Oh God, there've been a lot of like random paths that I've taken. Um, I worked for like a nonprofit right out of school. I worked for 
uh, an athletic club. I worked actually uh, for Survey Monkey, which is a, have you heard of that? <laughs> yeah, I have. Okay. So yeah, I worked there for a little bit, got into the tech world. Um, and then I did a little foray in grad school. And then I ended up just back in Portland looking for a job. And I found a posting on Craigslist for this job at GroveMade. Um, and I came in and interviewed for it. And it was originally supposed to just be more uh, customer service based. And then it's sort of grown over the past two years into a lot more um, social media. So for the most part, then it's like a majority of your experience and social at GroveMade. Yes. Yeah. I When I was doing some Googling, I saw like your name come up for different freelance things. Was that you or was that another rainy? Oh, um, I'm not sure. It might have been a different rainy, but there aren't too many of us out there. Yeah. I was just curious. Like, I Googled your exact name. There's a couple like profiles that came up for freelance. So I was going to ask if you did any of that. But if you didn't, then we'll just kind of skip over that. That's something I'm trying to get into, but it's not, I don't have any experience right now. When you're trying, when you say you're trying to get into it, like in a social media aspect, mm-hmm. yeah, like doing some social media for friends, uh, business accounts, and just trying to expand my portfolio. Okay, so did you know about Growth Made before you started working for them? I didn't, which is sort of a strange thing, but I'm so happy that I stumbled upon or across this company. Yeah, so you said when you started that. Like you were originally originally more for like community relations and stuff like that. Yep. So how did social media kind of work its way into your day to day? Well, so when I first started, my job um, was just to post. I think I was posting back then seven days a week on Instagram. So it was just like the task was, okay, pick a photo, pick a caption, post it, and then, you know, handle the DMs and maybe post a story every once in a while. So it sort of started slowly. There wasn't much um, thought behind it. And then from there, I sort of got more and more into it and more into uh, like how a whole feed fits together. Like I, I sometimes call it like the quilt of your photos. So I started thinking about that, like how one photo will look next to another photo when you're looking at, you know, the whole feed. So I wanted to get more intentional about planning out the photos we would post and then mixing it up with uh, different mediums of like photos and videos and maybe like a GIF or something. Um, so from there, I just sort of like got more into being super intentional about everything. And then that, um, from there, we sort of wanted to take on like a greater role or not a greater role. Um, we wanted to step up our Instagram stories and that's been probably the most fun part about my job is creating all of these like weird and funny Instagram stories. Okay. Like what, like, what do you usually go, like, what do you usually put on the Instagram story? Then like, how, what do you mean by weird and funny? Um, well, it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and we have some pretty goofy people here. I mean, it's a really fun place to work. And, uh, so I, I really enjoy like capturing those moments. Um, so it's a lot of just like super candid conversations with the team. Um, and everyone's generally in like good spirits here. Everyone likes to laugh here. So it's been fun to tell that part of the story of Grove made to our followers. And so when you're doing like the stories, are you producing like with the, a full on camera and then uploading it to Instagram or are you just doing it all directly from your phone? It's actually, yeah, it's a little bit convoluted right now. So I use, um, I have a, a we have a, an iPhone XS or 10s max, whatever that's called. So it's just iPhone uh, shooting video on iPhone, and then I upload that to my computer. I actually, right now, I'm only use, I'm just using uh, shoot iMovie to edit. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. Uh, what's the word? 
low tech. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I do all the editing there and then post it after I'm done editing on iMovie. Okay. But I think like low tech is okay because from everything that I'm seeing, Instagram stories is almost like the audience prefers a low tech look like it was taken from a phone as opposed to something highly produced. So yeah, I think totally. it works out in the end. I think it kind of gives it more of like a, a raw, like gritty feel, which is what I like about Instagram stories is that they're not polished. I don't think that they should be polished. It should be a more candid take on um, whatever you're showing. Mm-hmm. And I just want to jump back a little bit to where you were talking about how you like you were replying to DMs and stuff. How important is it trying to reply to all the incoming requests and questions that you get online? It's super important. I mean, I think that uh, I try to do like a 24-hour turnaround time. Um, I'm not – I really try to have like a good break from social media in my personal life. So when I'm outside of work, I don't check it. So um, I try to respond within a day. I usually don't get back to people on the weekends, um, but it is super important to, to keep on top of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what kind of like, like, what are some of like the regular questions that you get on a, on a regular basis? Oh, <laughs> let's see. One of the most common questions is where can I buy your product? Because we're direct to consumer only and you can only purchase the products directly from our website. Um, so people, especially like international customers, want to know where to purchase. So that's sort of a point of contention because shipping internationally is expensive and sometimes cost prohibitive. Um, and then on top of that, there are like uh, import fees. So it really gets to be expensive. So that's a pretty common question I get from customers or fans. Um, another one that I get all the time is where can I buy your desk? Everyone loves the desk that's shown in all of our photos. Um, so we are working on one. It's a little bit delayed. We don't know when it's coming out, but the desk that's shown in all of our photos was uh, custom made by our CEO specifically for our photo shoots. So okay, that's yeah. kind of cool though. That like that custom desk. So are they making a desk that's pretty much the exact same one, or just one similar? Uh, it's well, we're not quite sure yet. The design is on hold for now, but it'll probably be something similar to what is shown in our photos. Okay, and then so do you ever get any like flack or anything like just with the price of the premium product? Because from my understanding, like just looking around the website and stuff, like Grovemate is a premium product. Mm-hmm. So do you ever get any flack for pricing or anything like that? You know, sometimes, but it's really not very frequent. I think people understand that for a quality product, you have to pay a little bit of a higher price point or it's going to be at a higher price point. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So do you ever have to do any offline community relations or are you just strictly social media? Uh, It's strictly social media. Okay. So like, what does your average day look like then? Like, are you doing anything non-social related while you're in the office? Like, what's your day-to-day look like? Yeah. So um, I do, my time is split between uh, like social media, marketing, and then also uh, customer service. So that includes like I check for fraud in the mornings, I answer emails, um, I'm helping out to make sure orders are going out on time. We actually do have in-person sales. People can come to our shop and purchase directly from us. So we have those people come in and I I am usually the person to help them out and then they always get a tour. So if anyone wants to come to Grove Made, uh, you'll get a tour of the shop. Um, and then I'll go over to social media and check all of Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest to make sure everything's up to date. 
Um, and then I'll go over to marketing and do do some marketing work. Okay, so like when you say marketing work, like what <laughs> do you usually do that and with that in that regard? Um, so I I guess I'm more of an associate level, so I assist our marketing manager. Um, actually, right now, so what we're working on is a customer discovery project. So we're trying to figure out how we can reach new customers. And we're doing that by talking to our current customers and trying to figure out, like create a profile of who is the core GroveMade customer. Um, so we're, we just wrapped up doing some interviews with customers. So I was helping out, like uh, find the people that wanted to talk to us. Actually, not us. They were talking to Ken, our CEO, directly. Um, so I did the sort of logistics and um, scouting people. And then I we had to like transcribe all of the, or not transcribe. Yeah, we had to like transcribe their phone call to like put everything into a database and figure out, okay, like who are these people? Where do they come from? Where do they work? What do they want from us? Um, just to help us with future marketing efforts. Mm -hmm. So like with the marketing efforts themselves, is it primarily online and digital or do some like offline and traditional stuff as well? Um, I guess it is primarily online, but uh, we are doing some, actually we're going to be doing some in-person. I don't know if you've seen on our website, we do, we do have older like customer journey or customer discovery journal entries um, where Ken actually went out and he interviewed the customers first and uh, then he went to their homes and interviewed them and took photos and um, just spent the day with them to learn about who our customers are. So it is yeah. like, it's in person, it's super intimate. Um, and we got some really cool content from doing that. That was, I think, 2016. That was before I started. But we're, that's what this customer discovery project is currently. We're like revamping that and trying to do that again. So we're going to be going to a couple customers' um, houses probably sometime this summer to do like a, an in-person interview. That's really interesting. And like one, you're just going to learn so much about where you can find these new customers. But also by doing this, I'm assuming the current customers that you're talking to are just going to develop an even stronger connection to the branch. So they're probably going to even promote you guys further now because they feel so much more attached and intertwined with the company. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it's so fun to work at a company this size because we have the ability to do this. You know, if we were any bigger, I don't think that any CEO would have the time to go and talk one on one with our with their customers to learn, you know, who who our fans are. Mm -hmm. But I do want to kind of switch back over to that Instagram feed, because when I first sent you the DM to the account, it was the Instagram feed, like just the look of it that really caught my eye. Yeah. So how how would you kind of describe the aesthetic or the look and feel of your Instagram? Well, everything, um, so on the feed, everything's super sleek and clean. Um, we have an in-house photographer who's excellent. So I get assets from him. Um, yeah, I don't know how, what else to say. That's fair. It's like how important is it then to maintain that look and feel, the, uh, the quilt as you kind of described it? Oh, totally. That's super important. So we have, you know, our regular posts. We want to keep that aesthetic. We want to keep everything looking super sleek and clean and polished. Um, and then like the Instagram stories is the place for us to be sort of more like raw and candid. Mm -hmm. So when you say the photographer takes the photos, like, are you, is he, are you just basically using whatever he gives you for the feed or do you kind of ask for specific product shots or anything like that? Or how does that usually work? Yeah. So, um, 
I guess, okay, so we just launched the headphone stand. Um, so I had to ask our photographer for a few specific assets because what we did this time, which was new for us, we really coordinated all of our efforts all together. So we did uh, like a sneak peek uh, Instagram story, which we promoted via email. Um, and then we did a, like the launch happened. And then after that we did, um, oh, let's see. We had a little Instagram story to just like keep engagement up, keep people like amped up about it. Um, and now we're doing a giveaway. So I had to coordinate with our photographer, Max, to get some specific assets for those different stages of this whole headphone stand launch. Okay. So with that, like with the headphone stand launch in mind, do you have a content plan that you kind of follow? Or is it just kind of as things come up, then you develop a plan? Uh, well, to be honest, it's uh, up until this point, it's sort of been like fly by the, the seat of our pants. We sort of like make stuff up as we go along, but we really wanted to be super intentional for this launch. So this one was actually pretty well thought out and we've seen a pretty great return on our efforts, which has been really fun. That was actually perfect because that was my next question was whether you saw those returns or not. So I'm assuming then that this is something that you're probably going to implement for majority of your product launches going forward. Oh, totally. Yeah, we have um, another product launch coming up next month, and we're, it's going to be an even more like concerted together effort to try and promote this product. Okay, so how often are you getting the photos from your photographer then? Is it just like pretty much like you said, flying by the seat of your pants or just kind of as things come up, or does he kind of batch shoot content and you can schedule it out? It's batched. So he'll do um, like a whole photo shoot for a new product launch. So we just had the headphone stand. So he did a whole bunch of photos of different desk setups. Um, so we have walnut and maple available for all of our products. So we did a walnut uh, desk setup shoot with the headphone stand and then a maple desk setup shoot. I did notice too, though, that there's not much video content other mm -hmm. than your stories. Is that primarily the only place you guys post is uh, the videos is in the Instagram story? No, we're, we do want to get more into videos or, I mean, I personally would like to. Um, we actually did just do a really quick video for this headphone stand uh, giveaway that we're doing. So that was posted on Monday. We shot that Wednesday of last week. We shot it and then our uh, photographer edited the whole thing. So it was complete. We just did this whole thing in one day. It's a 24 second video, but it was, it's, it's super fun. Um, but that sort of, with that video, we sort of realized like, oh, we actually do have the ability to make videos like this that are pretty high quality. So I think it, we have more of those in the future. And then just kind of like with a quick analysis of posting that video, did fans respond well to it? Like, is it like, did they like the video? Yeah, it's done. It's done pretty well. Like it's good. better than the other videos that we've posted before. So it's actually funny because there's a very clear difference between um, the types of photos that I post. So if we do anything related to behind the scenes or about the team or look at John using the chop saw to cut some of this um, walnut material, that stuff doesn't actually do very well. Um, it doesn't, there's not high engagement. What does really well are our uh, desk setup photos. But we have, despite that, despite the discrepancy and engagement, I still, we still want to post and tell our whole story. So that includes talking about the other product lines that we have. That includes talking about the building that we just bought. It includes talking about 
all of the amazing people that work here. So it's really, we try to stay pretty authentic and true to our brand in, um, in the whole posting. Oh, in the whole, what am I trying to say? In the, the feet, in our, in our quilt. Mm-hmm. And then, so like, well, why is that? What, why do you guys want to continue pushing the story of the company? Like, why is that important to you? It's part of the brand. It's part, it's the reason that we're all here. Like we wouldn't be who we are without the people that work here. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I was just curious because that's kind of like the note I was looking on is because I feel like people will, they might not like the photos as much more, but they're going to connect better on a deeper level with a human than just with the desk. Right. So I kind of, I agree with the strategy that you guys are using, but in terms of like engagement and like things performing better than not, is there a time of day that you've noticed that works really well or a specific day of the week that you try to aim for? Honestly, no, I don't really get that into it. Um, I've tested things out and those those types of minimal changes are, they don't have a huge impact for us. Like if I post at 9 a.m. versus 12.30 in the afternoon, you know, it doesn't really make a huge difference. Okay. And then like, so how often are you uploading then? Is it still daily, seven days a week or every <laughs> couple days? No, we went from posting seven days a week to four And that was actually like on a personal level, that was a pretty huge change to not have to log on to Instagram uh, seven days a week and deal with that. So personally, that was great. Um, But we really haven't noticed a huge change in engagement from going uh, from going from seven days a week to four days a week. Okay, that's interesting. That's awesome, though, that that's worked. I mean, it's probably frees up some time for you as well during the week. Yeah. Uh, I was curious about other socials. You kind of mentioned things earlier when you'll jump on in the morning and go through all the social channels. So your Facebook account's currently at like 58,000 followers, I think. So Mm -hmm. is that a big part of your digital strategy as well? It's not, you know, most of the efforts are focused on Instagram. That's where we found most engagement, most return on effort. So that's sort of where most of my attention lies. Okay. So would you say you post less on your Facebook then and you kind of going all in on Instagram? Yeah. Okay. So is that kind of why you stopped, why the company stopped using Twitter as well? Uh, yeah, there wasn't much going on on Twitter for us and it didn't, it just doesn't seem like the right, the right fit for the, um, like what we post about. So we don't use it that much. But you still check it on a semi-regular basis to see if there's any messages or anything coming in? Yeah. Okay. And like, do people still, even despite the fact that you have that pinned tweet at the top of the account saying you don't really monitor anymore, do you still get a fair amount of DMs coming in? Oh, for sure. I'm actually surprised that you saw that because <laughs> most people seem to not um, notice that and they still contact us on Twitter. That's, I mean, I try to be kind of thorough when I do my research, so I pay attention a little bit. But I also okay. noticed that you have a Pinterest account as well. Do you do much work on that? Like, I thought that was super interesting because I don't see too, too many companies with a Pinterest. Yeah, we actually that's sort of like a dormant platform for us. I'll just go on there and upload new photos when we have a new product launch. But honestly, other than that, it's just sort of lays there, but we get pretty good uh, engagement on that. Like people, people seem to find us it's through Pinterest. That's cool. I feel like too, cause just with like the, the minimal look of the products and stuff, like, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's almost like the photos and stuff are very Pinteresty. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh so yeah, that's why like it really resonates well. Like just the the photos and the style of both the photos and the product are very much Pinterest. So maybe that that's kind of like was my thought process when I saw you guys on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. But I was curious about other digital and like you mentioned with when you really kind of thought through the full launch of the most recent product. Are you responsible for the website as well? 
No, I'm not. That's actually our uh, the CEO's younger brother does our website, and he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, what about email? You mentioned you respond to emails when you come in most days. Is that just like the info email? That's uh, yeah, just the customer support email. Okay, and are you respond like? Do you do any email marketing? Like, do you have a database or an email list or anything that you send emails out to? Yeah, we do. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not so much on the email marketing side. That's our uh, marketing manager who handles all of that. Um, so I can't really speak to that too much. That's fair. And then just another other aspect of digital, I was curious about when it comes to social was like digital ads. Like, are you running any Facebook ads or Instagram ads or anything? Yeah, so that's sort of where we're kind of a weird company. We don't. Uh, we've tried it in the past. We haven't seen, well, for us right now, like we don't think it's the right decision because we didn't see much uh, return on investment on those. Um, we actually, our Instagram account isn't even a business account. It's just a personal one. So we've, we've actually gone back and forth a bunch of times over, oh, do we switch? Do we keep it the same? Um, but we're paranoid about the algorithm getting to us and for our posts to be lost. Um, Mm -hmm. So we've just kept a personal account this whole time and we don't run any ads on Instagram. That's really interesting. So when you say like scared of the algorithm, then are you, have you kind of noticed that like business accounts will get less of a reach within the Instagram algorithm? Yeah. That's the word on the street. Mm -hmm. Now I've told, I've, I've definitely, I've definitely heard that before. And I was, cause I was going to ask why you didn't have the business account and also have the ability to purchase directly off of your Instagram. But I guess that, that would be why. Well, but, so it's also, um, we just view, we view Instagram as more of a discovery platform there in terms of conversions, it's super low. So even if we did have the ability, you know, a business account and had the ability for people to purchase directly from Instagram, it, we don't think that it would really work out that well for us because conversions are super, super low for all social media uh, platforms. That's really interesting to hear because I feel like companies, like sometimes they don't necessarily have a strategy behind their social media. So they go, social media is important. Let's post on it. But it's cool to know that you use social media with a specific intention as a discovery platform and not just kind of like a, a one size fits all strategy, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's been a bunch of trial and error. Like, let's do this new thing, see if it works. If it does, great, we'll keep doing that. If not, then, well, (laughs) we'll change our strategy. And I mean, I think that's the way to do it. But do you have any like tips that you can share with businesses for how they can kind of grow their Instagram? Um, I think doing small things like uh, giveaways, things where you really want people to engage with you that creates a lot of hype um so that has worked out well for us in the past and that's currently what we're running we've seen pretty good return on that um yeah you know i'm not sure we actually got pretty lucky i think there's this legend that from before i got here that we got lucky on instagram um and got on like the instagram actual you know like at instagram account um a couple of times so our follower count just like shot up so I don't have tips on how to exponentially grow followers. That's fair. So that was before you were working at it, the company got featured by Instagram? Yeah, we are actually featured by the, it's just at design. Um, so that's the Instagram design account and they featured us recently. So that helped with a little bit of a bump in followers. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, because it's just a, a discovery platform for us and we don't take it too too seriously um we're not super invested in the number of followers that we have that's pretty interesting i mean you're closing on a hundred thousand though so that'll be pretty cool yeah 
I mean, I definitely want to get there just on a personal level, just to see that 100K. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it grows slowly, and we're okay with that. That's fair. Um, as it when like since you kind of learned as you've gone through the process on social media, are there any resources or anything that you've used along the way? No, you know, we're a pretty scrappy company. So we sort of take that same attitude to social media. Like we just, we try something and we're okay with failing. So it's just been really a lot of trial and error. I mean, that's fair. I feel like that's, that's the case with a lot of people when it comes to social media is they're like, they just kind of learn as they go. But I was curious if there's any companies that you've seen that have kind of stood out to you from a social media perspective. You're like, well, that's really cool. Like anything that's kind of caught your eye. Yeah, uh, the team here really likes uh, Chubbies. Have you ever seen their account? That sounds familiar, but I can't quite. Is it a food account? No, they're um, they started with just like men's shorts, but they're so funny. They're just super goofy, and they stay on brand, and they're irreverent, and every post is just like on point. Um, so they're super, they're one that definitely stands out to to us. And then I really like uh, Topo Designs out of Denver. Okay. They've got, um, I mean, they're uh, like a lifestyle brand, so they have a lot of really amazing. They're uh, mostly like travel shots, but they're all super well done. They do a lot of giveaways. They've got really good engagement. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Cool. I'll definitely have to check both of those ones out. But I was curious about your social media because when I was doing some Googling and stuff, like you didn't really come up at all. So do you use social media personally on a regular basis? Uh, you know, I I don't. Um, I've had an account, a personal account for about six years. And I recently took like a four month break from it just because, you know, being on it all day at work just sort of drained me and sort of, you know, I didn't want to spend more time on Instagram. So, yeah, Um I, I think I reactivated it like last week. Uh, but yeah, I don't on a personal level, I don't really use social media. That's kind of cool. Just because like, I don't know many social media managers and people in your position that don't have an Instagram or much, to be honest, like the only social account, like even Googling it, like you don't really come up, which is kind of cool. Uh, would there ever be a thought to kind of start producing content around different things, you know, I know you mentioned you might be getting into like the freelance space. So would there ever be a thought to produce your own content around social media and things that you know, and things that you do at work? Totally. Yeah, that's upcoming. That's like a project that I'm working on currently. Um, I'll have to create like a new Instagram account specifically for, you know, like my, my portfolio or, you know, my own professional account. But yeah, on a Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what would like what really goes into a social media portfolio? I was actually on Twitter the other day, and I saw some people debating it. It's like, what would you kind of include in yours? Um, so yeah, I guess it's mostly like for content creators. That's sort of the space that I pay attention to. So it's a lot of uh, photography, videography, just like showing your skills. I'm not sure. I don't know what what were the what was the debate that you were listening to. It was like a debate between a couple of different. It was a people within the social media space, and it's like, what would you include if you were to make a portfolio? Like, should you even make a portfolio? Should you kind of like come with case studies? This was like in the freelance space, like because right. you're not necessarily like within this case, like they weren't taking the photos of the videos. They're like, do we put like those posts in our portfolio, but we weren't responsible for the creative? Like, it was just a debate on how that works, like what the nuance is between you're not a creator. So can you put that in your portfolio and what should you really put in it? Oh, interesting. Um, you know, I don't have much insight about that, but you know, I feel like it, 
if you are a content creator, then yeah, you should have an account that shows your work because it's you're creating a personal brand. So why not put that out there and show everyone what you can do? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so when it comes to like building your own personal brand, when you really start to do that, are you like what approach are you going to take? Because obviously it's going to be a little bit different from marketing growth made as a product company as opposed to marketing your personal brand. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> an answer for you. That's okay. Um, yeah, I haven't. I'm sort of like just about to step out into that space, so I I don't have um yeah I don't have a great answer for you. I wish that I did. That's okay. Maybe we'll have to do a follow up in like a year and kind of see how that journey has gone from trying to launch your own personal brand. Yeah, hopefully it'll be better. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but I was curious about some like current trends and different things within the state of social media that I wanted to kind of pick your brain on. Mm-hmm. Do you think as a whole, like society spends too much time on social media? I know like you've kind of notice that within yourself and you stopped using social kind of outside of work. Do you think people use the platforms too much? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's addicting and it's designed to be addicting. Mm-hmm. So like, would you say social media then is like almost like not necessarily bad for us, but like we really need to kind of monitor what we consume when we're on social? Yeah. I think that we just need to be more, um, more aware of the time and attention that we put on social because it seems like there's an imbalance between, you know, caring how many likes you get on a post versus, you know, like I, I just went uh, on a camping trip this weekend and I was conflicted about posting a picture on my personal account about it. Like, okay, do I really care what people think? Do, do I care that people know that I went on a camping trip or would I rather just have that memory you know, just on a personal level, do I want to share that with people? Or can I just enjoy my life without sort of, I almost see it as like bragging. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I kind of, I like to be more private about things, but I know that that's not what everyone thinks. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like a lot of people try to use social media as like a PR version of their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good way to put it. But you mentioned there like, like uh, you mentioned likes there for a minute. And I was curious about what you thought about Instagram removing likes. Cause they're actually testing that up here in Canada right now where you can't see your, you can't see the likes of anybody else on the platform. If you like go into your own account and you can see how many likes you're getting, but I can't see what anybody else is getting. Do you think that would be like a positive shift if Instagram took that platform why do you think that'd be a little bit too far oh you do yeah like I currently don't have likes like I can't see anybody's likes right now really yeah oh, that's super interesting I actually think that that would be kind of a plus mm-hmm. um well are you talking about for a professional or a personal account though uh I it's like within Canada it's pretty much platform wide like I can't see like no I can't see anybody whether it be for like I have a business account and, uh-huh. and I can't see likes and like my my girlfriend has a has just a regular account a personal account and she can't see likes either so it's like nobody can see likes at all so it's just like kind of was like a holistic shift from Instagram oh that's super interesting um I actually like when I scope out influencers or other uh like companies that we'd maybe want to do a co-marketing campaign with that's actually how we scope them out is we look at engagement, we look at the number of likes and like the average number of likes and the average number of uh, comments on their photos, just to know that, okay, does this account that has 50,000 followers are 30,000 of them bots, you know, is this like real engagement? Um, So that's interesting that platform wide, they would be testing taking out likes. But I think on like a personal account, I would maybe enjoy that a little bit more. Because it's sort of embarrassing when you post, you know, a picture of something that you really care about, and you get like 
four likes on it. I'm like, oh, well, that was a really pretty flower. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I feel like that's the two kind of ways everyone looks at it is like, well, like, how's it going to affect influencer marketing? And I mean, like, there are ways where we can kind of work around not being able to see likes. But like, from a personal perspective, I think it's really good. And like, in terms of like a health conversation around mental health, I think it's a positive thing. Yeah, totally. I like in terms of like that, where you mentioned, like, like embarrassed if someone doesn't like your photo, like I've noticed since they've kind of taken like the ability to view likes, like my likes have dropped for one. And I also know that's kind of a problem. Instagram wise to an extent like i saw a post yesterday that the average engagement went from like 1.5 to 0.9 percent on instagram so it is as a whole kind of trending down that's not necessarily mm-hmm. for everyone but like so it's just interesting to see kind of now that no one can see my likes i'm getting less likes so i mean i'm kind of okay with it but um yeah i was curious if there's any other trends that you've kind of been keeping an eye on in the social space um you know i'm i haven't i'm probably not as savvy as other social media marketers I mean, that's, that's not a bad thing though, necessarily, right? Like you're still running an account that looks really good. It's got a lot of followers. So you're definitely onto something, but I was curious if there's any content that you're consuming right now. Like I know we talked about kind of those from a business perspective, but is there any like YouTubers or Instagrammers that you're following or anyone like that? Maybe a Gary Vee or something. Um, like on a personal or professional level? On a personal level. Hmm. Let me, let me look through. Yeah, of course. I don't even know. You, you know, I... I really don't consume very much content in those spaces. I have sort of needed to take a, a break from from those avenues for the past few months. So I'm not super, I'm not like in that space right now on a personal level. I mean, that's perfectly fair. That's just kind of a cool insight that I think, like, have you enjoyed that aspect of like, where you kind of like weren't on social very much and weren't consuming much content? Like, was that almost refreshing for you? Oh, absolutely. It made me much more present in my life. Like I could go out and enjoy things and not think about, okay, let me get the right picture. Let me think of the right caption. Cause I would totally do that. I mean, everyone does, right? Like you want to, you want to prove that you have this like cool life to everyone on social media, but to not have the ability to do that was super refreshing. That's awesome. So do you think like moving forward, like you might do like a social media detox every couple months or something like that, or are you just going to be more cognizant of your usage going forward? I think I'll have to do a detox every once in a while. I actually, so I've had my Instagram account active for the past week and I'm just, I'm already exhausted just every time I look at it. Yeah. No, I hear that. But I wanted to ask uh, about Birdie. Can you talk about your dog? <laughs> Wait, how did you find out about Birdie? How did I? I think it was, I think it's on the Girl Made website. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. That's where I figured it out. Yeah. She's my little rescue dog. I've had her for about two and a half years. Um, Mm -hmm. She's a pit mix. Um, I found her as a stray in Portland um, and she's, she's a great little dog. That's awesome. She's the light of my life. That's awesome. And one thing that really like kind of caught my eye when I was on the Girl Made website that I needed a little bit more context on is what is Catchual Fridays? <laughs> okay, so that was just like a fun thing that I started. Um, I got it when I worked at Survey Monkey. So it's just you wear a cat shirt on Fridays. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> there's nothing, there's not much more to it. You just wear a cat shirt and then everyone is just like, happy casual Friday. So does everyone in the office now have a cat shirt pretty much because of this? Uh, you know, it kind of, I sort of forgot about it, but this was like last year. Uh, and yeah, there were a few people that participated who actually purchased uh, cat clothing. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Feel I think free to that, take that 
into your life. Yeah, I might have to. Yeah. I might have to. Uh, But I end every single episode with kind of the same standard set of like questions. Uh, The first one being, if you're going to dinner and you could take three people, it could be anybody from anywhere, dead or alive, who would you take to dinner? Oh, oh my gosh. I might need a couple minutes or I'd like to come back to that. Yeah? Yeah. We can skip that one. Um, We'll come back to it. What's what's some of the best advice that you've ever been given? Um, Oh, there's a quote that... Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, these aren't like social specific, so you can kind of take these from like a life perspective if you want to. Yeah. Oh, there's one that, um, let's see, someone told me, it was like pain plus reflection equals progress. So that was a really big one, you know, going through like a, any type of setback, uh, just keeping that in mind that just sitting through the pain and um, reflecting on what happened um, sort of is a sure way to grow as a person Mm -hmm. no I like that I agree I think the most important part of that too is the reflection part because I think people need to kind of look back on things to in order Mm -hmm. to move forward yeah um what's one thing about you that people wouldn't expect interesting I don't know what they would expect uh okay that's fair well oh I let's see I'm a spoon carver oh cool I wouldn't expect that carve spoons just like so you'll start with like a piece of wood and you'll just carve a spoon out of it Yep. Pretty self-centered. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. What's one thing that's so important everybody needs to know? Hmm. Sorry, my mind is totally in this like social media space. So I need, I'm like, I know, sorry. You're here. No, this is okay. It's good. Um, something so important that everyone needs to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just remembering to be kind. Kindness yeah. is probably one of the most important traits that we all could work on. I completely agree. Um, We'll come back to that other question. So you're going to dinner. You can take three people. It can be anybody, dead or alive. Who would you take to dinner? Let's see. Remind me of people that exist in the world. I can't think of anyone right now. (laughs) Some people will say like Obama. Some people take it a sports show and be like LeBron James. Some people go Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or different. Yeah. Oh, let's see. I'm just like, I'm trying to think. I'm I'm really annoyed that I can't think of like an answer. I'll I'll like email you in two hours and be like, oh, I got it. Okay. Well, if you do, like I could I could put it in the show notes for the episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, the final question, I kind of like to flip the script a little bit. Like, what's one question that you would want to know the answer to about absolutely anything if you could know the answer? Ooh, just catching me off guard with all these questions. I know. That's what I try to do with the last couple ones. That's good. Um, okay, if I could know the answer to anything, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Ooh, probably, I don't know. Why are we here? What's the meaning of life? Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, some people take it in a deeper like that, and I like those answers. Uh, yeah. But I just wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast, and I wanted to give you the floor, plug everything and anything that you got. Like now, where can the people find you? What do you want them to go follow or check out? Let them know. Ooh, okay. Um, well, yeah, definitely follow Grove Made. We're just at Grove Made. Um, check us out there. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Uh, you can follow me if you want. I've got a an Insta- a personal Instagram full of dog photos. It's at Rains underscore Babe. Um, yeah, and that's that's it. That's Is awesome. Is there more to plug that I should do? I don't think so. I mean, that's pretty good. Okay. I just want to say, like, I usually try and use Insta- people's Instagrams as a point of reference when I'm doing research, and I could not find yours for the life of me. I tried so hard, and I could oh. not find it. Here, you can, you can, well, it's, yeah, I just 
said it right rains yeah. underscore babe and it's well it is private but maybe i should make it public i mean it's up to you like it's your call maybe if you just if you have like you know your consulting instagram will be you can plug that now or you can let me know later too and i can put that in the show notes when you kind of have your your freelance stuff kind of established yeah i mean that's like i'm super focused on grove made right now so my freelance stuff is like a back burner but i want to thank you once again for coming on the podcast yeah thank you for having me my pleasure and i want to thank everybody for listening to this episode whether you've listened the entire way through you've only listened to bits and pieces i really appreciate you taking the time to check this out guys do me a favor go follow rainy go follow grove made i'll make sure everything is linked in the show notes down below and if you'd like to follow me you can find me on twitter and instagram at, at the jacob kelly and if you'd like to follow the podcast you can find it on instagram at, at my social pod and on youtube by searching up my social life thank you once again for listening everybody we'll talk soon